Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee and Front Row Kenny. How are you guys doing? Renee and Kenny, guess what? What's up? What up? I missed you guys. <laughs> um, oh my God. I missed y'all. <laughs> I missed our fans. I missed everybody. We haven't talked NASCAR in two weeks. Well, no, maybe a week and a half. It's been a while. I, I know, know that. About a week. Yeah, just about a week and a half. We're back. Hey, listeners, yes. what's up with you? What's up, y'all? I don't know about anybody else, but like when you go a week without NASCAR, and, I, and this goes for anybody who loves sports in general, but a week without NASCAR, like I'm disoriented. Like I forget like what day it is. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, there was a race last week, right? Oh, there wasn't a race last week. And <laughs> I get so confused. Like my whole week is out of sync. Do you guys feel that way? It's interesting that you said that because. When you're in it, you're in the thick of it. When you have a week off or two weeks, and then maybe, well, I won't say we're not diehard fans, but yeah, no, sometimes I get a little thrown off because it's almost like a habit each week. Like, okay, you know, qualifying is this day. You're going to watch this race, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, this is the weekend habit. But yeah, if you take a week off or so, it kind of throws off the program. But for you, you party. So, hey, <laughs> I think we can actually blame it on your Vegas trip. That's why you're a little off. And for me, I went to San Diego this weekend. So maybe that's why I'm a little off as well. Coming off the bye week and then going to party. Or for me, coming off the bye week and then going to San Diego. Maybe that's what it is. Kenny, how about you? Are you thrown off when we have a week off? Because, oh, actually, you took a week off as well. Yeah, I took the week before that. So the thing about those weeks all for Cup, it's usually a Xfinity or a truck race and a doubleheader weekend for them. So those weekends are really chill compared to when it's all three going at one time. It's completely different, completely hectic. But um, to come back with everything as normal with Cup being back in the rotation, it makes everything come back in full circle because most people, for the most part, like most of our listeners, probably are more fans of Cup than anything. So it takes a little bit of adjusting, I would say. We only talk Cup. But speaking of, before we actually jump into some Cup talk, anybody want to talk about the Xfinity race? Because I thought it was pretty eventful with Dale Jr. Well, actually, Kenny, you were there. You want to shed any light on it? Um, Yeah, the Xfinity race was actually pretty good. It was entertaining, I will say that, for what it was. It was mm -hmm. a pretty pretty hot day at Darlington, for sure. Provided exactly what it's supposed to provide, really good racing up front. We had quite a few battles for the lead. Tyler Reddick and Ryan Blaney mixed it up quite a bit. Same thing with Cole Custer. Denny Hamley even got in the mix a couple times. Dale Jr. was running in the top 10 all day. Yeah. He said he didn't really have as great of a car, or at least he didn't think he was going to do as well. But he turned out to do pretty good, and it turned out to be quite the show. I was watching a lot of that race from the camera stand in turn one, which was super cool, super cool view going into turn one and two. And it was a real fun race. It sucks that Denny, of course, um, had to give up his trophy. If you guys are following us on Twitter, at all turns, no breaks. 
Well, we're actually, Kenny, I'm surprised you don't know this. We're not at all turns, no breaks. We're at turns, no breaks. Yeah, that's correct. Fair enough. At turns, no breaks. At turns, no breaks on Twitter. But he gave the trophy back literally the same few moments after he got disqualified. He gave it back and they brought it back in the media center and Cole Custer talked and he was pretty shocked that that happened that way. But, you know, it is what it is. Overall, it was still a great race, a great Xfinity race. If you haven't watched it, I'm sure the replay will be out there somewhere. I would definitely recommend that one. Yeah, I'm going to add on to this. And I think he finished sixth, if I'm not mistaken, Dale Jr., right? I think he got bumped up to fifth because of Denny. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It probably had to be two weeks after that whole airplane ride incident happened. The fact that you are back on the track, that's insane. Like, I don't know about you guys, Tammy, Kenny, and and even our listeners, but I can't even fathom being in a Uber ride after an incident like that. It just... It's amazing, and the and the fact that he got back into a car and stuck to his guns, and he and he raced this Xfinity race, and he finished sixth. It's almost like you want to ask yourself, like, who is this guy? Is he a superhero? It's crazy. Yeah, and what also was crazy, and Kenny, I don't know if you got a chance to see it up close and personal, but I saw it just following what was going on on Twitter. There were a few people who tweeted about this, but it was bananas how Dale was just walking through the crowd and the fans mobbed him yeah it was pretty crazy i did actually get a chance to see that like as i was walking away from victory lane i'm getting down the other end of pit road where he was doing all his interviews and everything and anybody who was anybody probably had a hot pass that was out there all just essentially were all around him i mean he actually stopped the golf cart to sign stuff at the end of um at the end of pit road for people and he stuck there for quite some time and He's the people's champion. Matter of fact, I will say the cheers for him, even though Denny at first obviously was the winner, he got the most cheers out of anybody. I mean, it was ridiculous how loud that place was just for him alone, even though he didn't win. It was crazy. But that's the Dale Jr. effect in a nutshell. Let's jump into some Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series talk. Let's do it. I want to break down the top 10 before we move on. And what triggered that? I mean, not that I don't always give you guys the top 10, but as you were talking about Denny Hamlin winning, but not winning the Xfinity race, I remember a poll that we posted on the Twitter where we simply asked, could Denny sweep the weekend? I think that that trophy being taken from him swept him away because he didn't even get a top 10 in the cup race, which is bananas. Because you would think like, there would have been some redemption after his prize trophy was taken away from the Xfinity race. But nonetheless, Eric Jones, as we know, secured him a spot in the playoffs because he won the cup race. Kyle Larson came in second. Kyle Busch, third. Kevin Harvick, fourth. Brad Keselowski, fifth. Clint Boyer, sixth. Kurt Busch, seventh. Matt DiBenedetto, still Racing Well came in eighth. Paul Menard came in ninth. And Austin Dillon came in tenth. There are three names that you did not expect to see in the top 10, especially as we're closing out and heading into the playoffs. So kudos to Matt DiBenedetto, Paul Menard, as well as Austin Dillon, because they're not in the playoffs. 
probably won't get in the playoffs, but to secure a top 10, thought that was pretty cool. Question. I know I came back from San Diego, which was mind-boggling, but I know it was the rain delay. It was pretty late for me, but I was able to catch a few laps of the race. And then, of course, I went to sleep because the race was just way past my bedtime. And if you are new to the podcast, your girl Tam likes to get her beauty sleep. If you listen to the podcast, you know Tam likes to get her beauty sleep. So, in fact, I fell asleep right before we were supposed to be recording this podcast. So, (laughs) I was tired. But nonetheless, and Renee went to Vegas. But, Renee, I think you did get a chance to catch the race because you came back from Vegas Sunday night, correct? Or Sunday early. You watched the race, right? Yeah, that is correct. I did get to watch the race. And it was uh, it was crazy because like I got back into town, I was able to get home and uh, drop off my stuff, relax a little bit. It was still kind of early. It was like I don't know, like seven thirty. I don't know between seven thirty eight o'clock. Anyway, I'm sitting there and my friend goes, "Hey, can you meet me uh, down by where my roommate? She manages a restaurant down the street." So, Kitty, Tim, I'm walking there and I get there. And they have the race on. And I'm going, the race is still on? And I was like, holy smokes. Dude, there was like, I don't know, there was like 50-something laps left. So I started watching it. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, okay. I don't know if you guys caught this at one point. And I'm thinking, uh, Jimmy Johnson is in the lead. And I'm going, whoa. I was like, Jimmy Johnson's in the lead. And then I looked over at how many laps were left. And I was like, okay, all right. There's too many laps left. I go, this is not going to keep up. And no disrespect to Jimmy Johnson, but I was just like, and then that's when I started to see the tables starting to turn. And then Eric Jones, he was dominating at the end. And then Kyle Bush was trying to give him a run for his money. And I'm looking at this race going, Kyle Bush, if he continues to be the Kyle Bush that he is and the veteran that he is, he's going to find a way to win this, this race. And, and at one point, I almost kind of felt bad for Eric Jones. And my buddy is sitting there with me and he's asking me about the whole, the playoff picture and how many races are left. And I'm explaining this to him. And Tam, uh, Kenny, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten this, if you're just at a bar watching the race, but I'm explaining this to him. And there's a couple that's sitting next to me and they're laughing at the fact that I know so much about NASCAR and the race. And the guy, hits me on my shoulder and he goes, are you serious right now? Like, 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 are you being serious? Or are you just being funny? And I go, no, dude, like I'm being serious. Like to the point where I, I thought I, I was getting kind of offended, to be honest with you. And it was kind of making me a little upset. And I was like, cause I, I was thinking, is this guy like trying to make fun of me? Is he trying to, is he trying to poke fun at me? Is he trying to demean me in some kind of way? And I learned that long time ago in early in my NASCAR days when I first started watching NASCAR is that NASCAR fans, do, let me tell you, don't try to demean NASCAR fans or try to make fun of them. And it, it is a sport and it is a sport to us. And I know Kenny and Tam, you see it as a sport. I see it as a sport. And when somebody tries to patronize or, or make fun of uh, as a fan that I am, I hate it. I really, I, I, I honestly take offense to it because I think that they're trying to make fun of me in some kind of way that 
it, it's not cool because I, I'm passionate about this sport. I love it just as much as I know that you love it, Kenny. Just as much as I know that you love it, Tam. And it and it and it makes it makes me uncomfortable. I, I don't know. Do you guys feel that way? Do you guys get that at, at any point? Well, I can kind of co-sign on that because. This weekend, I mentioned I was in San Diego. I was in San Diego for a mastermind. Shout out to Sean Croxton. If you guys want to listen to a positive podcast, check out the quote of the day show. Each podcast is maybe 12 to 15 minutes, but it's usually a quote from somebody famous. And it's kind of uplifting, you know, a great way to start your day. So that's Sean Croxton, C-R-O-X-T-O-N. And the name of the podcast is the quote of the day. So this weekend, we did a mastermind where it was about 50 people who came from all over. And we sat in a conference room at a hotel and just, you know, shared our businesses, you know, some background, things we need help with. There were a few guest speakers, great crowd. But nonetheless, Sean called me out. Someone was speaking and he just randomly called my name and was like, yeah, well, I'm sure Tam can help you with that because, you know, she follows NASCAR something I honestly was on my Twitter account. It was like that split second where I tuned out. I was actually looking at Twitter, catching up on the NASCAR stories. So when he was calling my name, I was like, what? Because I wasn't paying attention. But saying that to say, I shared a little bit about loving NASCAR and how I kind of came into NASCAR and I was rambling because I was unprepared to talk, but not that it's not always hashtag Tam's rant. But I ended up pretty much not necessarily answering the question, but just like, yeah, NASCAR found me. But it is true. NASCAR did find me and I fell in love with NASCAR as simple as that. But getting to my point and how it relates to your story, afterwards, people were coming up to me throughout the day or on the break, like, yeah, so you love NASCAR. How? Well, how do you like tennis? How do you like basketball? Some sports you just identify with and NASCAR is a sport that I identify with. And we've said it multiple times on this show. Kenny can attest to it. And maybe it's a little different for us because we're in a city that is not a NASCAR city whatsoever. We're not even a sports city because we have fair weather friends or fair weather fans in Los Angeles, (laughs) you don't really have a lot of diehards. Like, I know it sounds crazy. People say, oh, I'm a diehard Laker fan. Uh, If you go to a Laker game or a Clipper game, it's a who's who. It's not, uh, I'm going to bleed this until I die. Like, say, if you go into a Philadelphia Eagles games, it's very much, I got some expensive tickets to the Lakers game to go be seen and to see if people to see people. So that's my take on fans here. Although I feel like Clipper fans, Los Angeles Clippers, that is, they're diehard. But saying that to say and getting to my point and going to what Renee was talking about, I don't want to say I feel as if sometimes people can be condescending, but it's almost like it's a unicorn to be a NASCAR fan. Yeah. Nah, no kidding. That's actually like perfect analogy. Those are just my thoughts, but what do we need to talk about? I feel like, boy, we can get going on little topics. Should I give you guys the playoff breakdown so you have an update? Let's do that. Okay, 16 drivers are headed to the playoffs. And if the playoffs started today, which technically they're going to start in Las Vegas, and I'll be in Vegas, I think Renee will be there. Hopefully he'll be there. 
This week, we head to Indianapolis. We have to see what happens in Indy. But right now, Kyle Busch is in the number one spot heading into the playoffs. Joey Logano would be second. Denny Hamlin, third. Kevin Harvick, fourth. Martin Truex Jr., fifth. Brad Keselowski, sixth. Kurt Busch, seventh. Chase Elliott, eighth. All of the top eight drivers heading into the playoffs have secured a spot with a win. Kyle Larson would be getting in based on points. He does not have a win, but he would be in and he would be in ninth. Ryan Blaney, same situation, doesn't have a win, but has enough points where he would secure the 10th spot. Alex Bowman, as we know, got a win. Eric, as in Eric Jones, not Eric Amarola, but Eric Jones, he's also in the 12th spot. And Alex, obviously, the 11th. William Byron, who sat on the pole at Darlington, he would be in. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I said Alex Bowman doesn't have a win. Nobody corrected me. Are you guys listening? Hello. Alex Bowman got a win. We were excited. And then Eric just got a win at Darlington. Yep. The 11th and 12th spot were secured by Alex and Eric. I'm repeating that since I messed up and nobody said anything. They're in based on a win. (laughs) William Byron is in at the playoffs started this week. He does not have a win, but he would be in the 13th spot. Eric Amarola would be in the 14th spot. No win. And Clint Boyer, who's fighting to stay afloat, doesn't have a win, but he would be in the 15th spot. And although Daniel and, as in Daniel Suarez and Ryan Newman are tied in points, Daniel would get in and he would secure the last playoff spot if the playoffs started this week. Ryan Newman and Jimmy Johnson are on the outs. Technically, I think with Daniel and, and Ryan Newman, Ryan could possibly take Daniel's spot if he finished a little bit higher at Indianapolis next weekend. I don't know the math, but I think Jimmy has to win to get in. Unless something really crazy happens with Daniel and Ryan and Clint, for that matter. Well, Tam, I think it's going to take NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys to make a comeback, (laughs) uh, something exotic (laughs) for Jimmy Johnson to get into the playoffs. And I hate saying that because Jimmy Johnson is my guy. And you never want to like put Mr. Seven Time in that spot, but... It's it's insane that we're talking about Jimmy Johnson possibly not making the playoffs. Uh, Kenny, I don't know about you, but this is crazy. Yeah, I think it's it's really odd to see what we know as a seven-time champion not being in the playoffs. Somebody like that, you don't particularly imagine this type of guy actually not being in the playoffs. And given the fact that he's someone who has won under all the formats that they've ever had, miss it? It's kind of shocking. You don't expect this to happen whatsoever, but just based on the points right now, it's looking like, just like what Tam was mentioning, he's going to have to have a great day if it's on points. It's um, Other people are going to have to have a catastrophic day, and that's going to take a Eric Almarola, Clint Boyer, Daniel Suarez, and, and Ryan Newman himself to have a really bad day at Indianapolis for anything for him to crack the playoffs that way. But in a win... I'm not 100% sure about that. I really just haven't seen enough pace. Like, he showed pace in Darlington just this past weekend, or should I say today, technically. But um, he had pace, but it just wasn't enough. It just seems like they didn't have enough. And that seemed to also be the case for the Hendrick cars 
and it was just the issue. But I just don't know if he'll make it. I'm not the one to make that call or make that pick. But if it was, if I was a betting man, I probably wouldn't put my money on him this time for a change. That sounds crazy to say. Speaking of Hendrick drivers, all four of the Joe Gibbs drivers are in. So that means that Joe Gibbs has four four options to win the championship. I don't know if the word options was the correct term to use, but four chances. That's what I want to say. Joe Gibbs racing has four chances to win the championship because Kyle B, Joy, Denny, and Martin Truex, and they're all in the top five, they're in. Yeah. And what is it what's going on with the Stuart Haas? So we have Harvick in and we I you know what I was gonna say, Kurt. It still hasn't synced in to me that Kurt is no longer racing for Stuart Haas. I don't know why. I just think I hated the move and I just don't want to accept it. But yeah. So Harvick is in and who else? Eric Amarola is in. And Clint Boyer technically is in. And again, this is after the playoffs started today. What's the fourth driver that I'm missing for Stuart Haas? Daniel Suarez. Is Daniel. Oh, and Daniel yeah, is in Daniel as well. Suarez. Yep. yep, he's on that bubble. It's looking good for those two teams. Well, actually, it's looking good for Hendrick Motorsports as well, with the exception of Jimmy, which is crazy because he's not only the seven-time champ, but he's the veteran of the crew. Like, it just, I feel like it won't be right if Jimmy doesn't get in. Let me ask you guys this. This is one of those just off-the-cuff Tam questions that probably doesn't make sense. But I'm curious. If you had to get rid of one driver in the playoffs and give that spot to Jimmy Johnson, who would it be? Oh, boy. Kenny, I'm going to go first real quick because I already know my answer right off the bat. Um, I'm going to say... uh. I'm going to say Daniel Suarez right off the bat. I just, I mean, it's not like he's been, well, I don't think that he's been consistent. I don't think he's been, you know, um, that dominant or, uh, that good over the entire season. So I think if I had to give up one person, it would probably be Daniel. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, Kenny, but, but, but you, you go right ahead. Um, I think actually, I would actually keep Daniel. I would probably swap him out with Eric instead. I think Daniel's having a personally having a better season. He's got three top five so far and nine top tens this season. And he actually had a, a small string in the summertime where he had top fives back to back races, which is pretty solid for him, given he's trying to get himself adjusted with Stuart Haas and everything. I think he would be able to stay, but I'd rather would probably swap Eric out, who I think has kind of had like an average season so far. I know he has 10 top 10s, but I just haven't seen any of the pace that he did have, which almost got him to the championship for last season. Wow. Okay. You guys are not going to like what I have to say. I would swap out William Byron and put Jimmy in. I was scared you were going to say Clint Boyer for a moment. That would You been know damn well that I that, wasn't going to say that Clint. That would have been the bombshell if you said that. I would have been like, what? <laughs> There's no way in Sunny Hill... That I would have said, my boy. I, I would hope not. I'm like, that's your guy. I'm like, whoa, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I just had to make sure. I just had to make sure. That's all. <laughs> no, it's William, and the reason why is because if I look at it from a bigger picture, in terms of competition, personality, 
veterans every possible way, he's the one guy that I would take out because he, to me, he's the one that is the odds of him becoming champ. Like they're not in his favor. If you look at everybody that's in the playoff picture, even if I just looked at everybody from ninth position down, and I'm talking about the playoffs, Larson, Blaney, Alex, Eric, William Byron, Eric Amarola, Clint Boyer, Daniel. Do you really think William Byron is capable of securing a championship out of those eight drivers? Not this season. I don't think so. Yeah, and that's why I would replace him with Jimmy, as in Mr. Seven Time. I think that's fair. Speaking of William Byron, there's actually something interesting about him this season. He's actually captured the pole at each crown jewel so far. I don't know if people still count Indianapolis as that. I personally don't. But the Coke 600, the Daytona 500, and now the Southern 500. I thought that was pretty cool, especially since he's super young. He has to do more than secure a pole. How about that win? No, sure. 100%. I don't disagree whatsoever. Well, maybe Jimmy can get right in Indianapolis, but we don't know. Maybe we have what we had last year. Maybe we have a crazy end. Because <laughs> he almost won. He almost had won, which was crazy. I want to talk about Ryan Newman and not his playoff chances. What's going on with Ryan? I, I was just like reading some things and he's been in it with everybody. This weekend, he was clarifying his issues with Matt Benedetto. Now he's in it with Daniel Suarez. Like, what is the issue? Kenny, you want to shed any light on it? To be honest with you, that is really just Ryan Newman. Like, present day, not Ryan Newman. I will say this is not early 2000s (laughs) Rocket Man Ryan Newman, who used to win everything, including the pole and the race. This isn't him. This is old grizzly veteran Ryan Newman now, and he always has raced people incredibly hard. And if you don't give him enough room, he's always going to tend to blame it on you. Or if just like in Matt Benedetto's case, where he was a lap car, even though technically speaking, yes, he was fighting for his own playoff rights as well. Don't um, knock him for that. But what I will say is that he's just been himself. I don't think this is anything shocking. It's just news now, but I feel like this is always how Ryan Newman has been. He's been a pain in the ass to pass the driver. And typically when people get into him, they don't, they're not too happy. Nine times out of 10, nobody's ever happy about that. But it's just something known. Mm-hmm. Every single week in the damn cup series, it's no way in the world can anybody who watches every week tell me that he doesn't act this way. Always does. Hard to pass. Always and forever. Yeah. I think, Kenny, there's a, like very seldom times that we disagree, but this is not one of them, and I'm going <laughs> to agree with you. You're right. I think it's just Ryan Newman being Ryan Newman. Here's a guy who's been around the block uh, uh, many years in, in, in this sport, and he's just being himself. This is who he is, and this is kind of what his personality is, and if he feels like you got in his way or not out of his way or whatever. He's going to let you know about it. Come on. We all know Ryan Newman. I think our fans and I think the the listeners that listen to our podcast know Ryan Newman. This is who he is. He's not going to back down. He's not going to step up. But but if you do do something where he feels like you either got in his way or whatever else, well, he's going to tell you about it. That That's Ryan Newman. He, he makes no bones about that. And uh, I think if it was like Kyle Busch or like even... 
Kevin Harvick, like we we get it. But like Ryan Newman, this is no different. And um, I, I, I think this is just normal Ryan Newman. I mean, this is who he is. Well, I'm tired of it. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, we need to talk about racing wives. Not that you guys want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) I'm over it. And as I tweeted, and shout out to Mariel Swan and Miss Whit, as in Whitney Dillon, because they both chimed in on a tweet about Tam only watching Racing Wives to see what Witwit and Miss Mariel are up to because it was 100% true. I'm so over one of the wives. I felt as if this reality show was possibly created to showboat her. And you guys know who I'm talking about because a lot of people don't like her. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. There was a girl in my mastermind who is pretty well off and her husband, she doesn't have to work, but she got up and she shared about wanting to help women who are having issues with fertility. And she said that pretty much that's what she wants to do. So when you do a mastermind, you tell people your thoughts on whatever they're going through, whatever problem they present, and you offer information to help them. What we did was we not only shared that information verbally, but we also had connection cards, which we wrote on the connection cards, like our name, our email, telephone number. And it it was like, I can help you with this, or I can recommend somebody to help you with that. And so I wrote on the connection card for her to look up Samantha Bush, because this lady is wealthy. She's in those circles. And the reason why I know is because She came up to me after, like I mentioned, Sean said something about Tam and NASCAR in the bathroom when I went to the bathroom of all places and was like, oh my God, you know, me and my husband love Formula One. They had been to Monaco. If you know Tam, you know that is my ultimate dream is to go to Monaco for the Formula One race. She asked me had I been to any Formula One races, which of course I have. I was telling her I went to Shanghai and Austin and she was the sweetest person ever. I just want to say that first and foremost. But moving on, when I gave her the comment card afterwards, I was like, yeah, you know, I know Samantha Bush. Oh, I said her name. I know one NASCAR wife has a foundation where they help women with infertility, blah, blah, blah. You want to know what she told me? She's like, she didn't like her. And I was so shocked because This is the sweetest, nice looking lady because I just want to say she looks just like, if you guys know anything about Jennifer Gardner, you know, Jennifer Gardner is just this sweet, bubbly person and she looks like her in my mind and she also reminds me of her, but more so just a sweet person. But for her to say she didn't like her, I was like, oh, wow. You know, I mean, I said some other things, but I'm not going to say them on this podcast, but it's not just a few people. Because there's something that is not genuine that comes across. And when you watch Racing Wives, to me, without Muriel and Whitney, there would be no show. Because there, and it's not an old versus young thing, even though it is because Muriel and Whitney are young and have a fresh perspective. But 
they're just fun and not self-serving and not, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, and Wits are her somewhat blonde moments because she's had one or two already. They're just fun and happy and genuine. And like, I'm not saying this because I like Muriel. I'm cool with Muriel. I'm not saying that because or not saying this because of that, but they're just genuine. They're fun. They're girls that I would want to be in their crew. And Kenny, you were at the track. They had on their little outfits and stuff this week. And you understand what I'm saying? They're just people who I think attract fun. They seem like a fun group. Yeah. Yeah. Like Renee would party with them for sure. 100%. In fact, you know what's so crazy? Renee would out party Austin and Mariel's husband, Paul, and that whole crew because can nobody party like Renee. I saw Renee's video in Vegas. If you haven't seen it, head over to Renee's Instagram or Twitter at It's Renee Garcia. In fact, you can also head over to Kenny's Twitter. He's at Front Row Kenny. And I am across the board at I Am Sincerely Tam. And since I'm doing a shout out, don't forget, All Turns No Breaks can be found wherever you get your podcasts, whether you listen to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever we're there. Just search All Turns No Breaks NASCAR Podcast. Now, with that being said, should we do a fan comment of the week? What what are we doing? Yeah, I think so. I think we definitely should, 100%. Now that you guys know where to find us, whether you want to peep Renee's partying, catch up on Kenny talking all things NASCAR, or if you want a little positivity in your life, check me out. Let's head into the fan comment of the week or predictions. I don't even actually think there is a fan comment of the week because I didn't prepare one. There were a lot of comments. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't pull one up for us to discuss. Unless, Kenny, you have one. Renee, anybody? No, I don't. Okay. Actually, I do have something. So at Darlington, while, um, while they had the tweet up, it was pretty cool that um, Rochelle Boykin, one of the listeners of our podcast, you can follow her at Roy Boykin, R-O-B-O-Y-K-I-N on Twitter. She said she's been a big fan of the show for quite some time, so she was pretty excited to um, to meet me in person, which was cool. That was pretty cool. Unexpected, but um, it's always dope that when you guys reach out to us and see us in person, you guys let us know about the podcast glad you guys can listen that's super super cool so shout out to her and her husband that was there as well hope you guys enjoy the race hope you guys stay dry too because there was a lot of rain in darling but um very nice very nice i thought that was pretty cool though that was uh, pretty fun i'm actually glad i went to the tweet up because i almost didn't go but something told me just go and boom there we go now shout out ptm as well they were there too oh did you talk to them i did i talked to sherwin and um rusty for a little bit yep well, shout out to PETMs, Rusty and Sherwin. What, did they have beers in their hands? <laughs> of course, you already know. They they were ready. They were ready for Darlings and had a good time out there. It was okay. real good. Um, real cool event. The tweet up thing is a real cool event. If you guys are ever at the track, I think that's something you should definitely go out to. You'll meet plenty of people just by going to them. I've met a lot of my followers actually through that way and some people i've actually met in person so pretty cool shout out to rochelle as well 
I always say I'm going to go to the tweet up. I'm just not quite sure why I never make it. And in Vegas, I'm not sure if I will be able to make it because I have to look at the schedule and see. But maybe Renee and I will try to make it to the tweet up in Vegas on that Sunday. Okay, well, I guess we should just move right along to predictions. We're at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the last regular season race before the playoffs start. It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Renee, who you got? Okay, Indianapolis is where we're going. Indianapolis is where we're going to be at. Tam, Kenny. This is going to be way outside the box, and this is going to be way out of left field. But I'm going to go with this, and I'm going to stick to it, because if you don't think that I want my boy Jimmy Johnson to get into the playoffs, I really want him to get into the playoffs, and I'm looking for him to create a miracle. I'm looking for him to create a miracle, and I am looking for Jimmy Johnson to come out with a out-of-the-blue win. I'm looking for Jimmy Johnson to be in victory lane, and I would desperately want him to be there as well. And I, I know this is really mind-blowing right now, but I, I'm telling you, I, I, he's Mr. Seven Time. I can't put it past him. He's never out until he's out, and I'm not going to let it go until the fat lady sings, and she's warming up. I know that for sure. But let me tell you, (laughs) I want desperately Jimmy Johnson to win this race. I want Jimmy Johnson to at least try to get into this playoffs because I'm rooting for this guy. And if there is an alternative pick, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I think maybe Kevin Harvick actually might um, pull one out of the hat as well and um, come out in victory lane as well. So if Jimmy Johnson doesn't win it, look for Kevin Harvick, maybe possibly to be in victory lane. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them, you guys. Okay, Kenny, who you got? All right, y'all. Back to the brickyard. Should be a good weekend as the regular season comes to a close. But I think as far as my picks, I'm actually going to go with Denny Hamlin, who finished in third last year at the Brickyard. I think he'll be a good show. And I think the Gibbs cars are pretty, pretty, pretty good. And I'm also going to go with another Gibbs car as my alternative pick. Our Bojangles Southern 500 winner, Eric Jones, came in second at the Brickyard last year. So... With that being said, those are my picks. I'm going to stick to them. And that means only one thing. Tam, what are your picks? Okay, before I give you guys my picks, I'm going to give you a quick history lesson. It's just basically the past 10 winners at Indy. Counting down from 2008, your boy Jimmy John. Well, you know what? I'm going to back up. I'm going to start from 2007. <laughs> you want to know why? I think I know why. I'm going to start from 2007 because your boy, Tony Stewart, a.k.a. Smoke, won that race. So I just wanted to shout out Smoke. Any opportunity that I have to say Tony Stewart's name is always a pleasure for me. 2008, Jimmy Johnson. 2009, Jimmy Johnson. Mr. Seven Time. 2010, Jamie McMurray. Wow. 2011, Paul Menard was your winner at Indianapolis. 2012, Jimmy Johnson. 2013, Ryan Newman. I was actually at Indy for both of those wins. 2014, Jeff Gordon. 2015, Kyle Busch. 2016, Kyle Busch. 2017, Casey Kane. Boy, we never talk about Casey Kane. We, well, we did a whole podcast talking about why we don't talk about Casey Kane. 
But yeah, Casey Kane won in 2017. 2018, your boy Brad K. If you want to know, Jimmy Johnson is a four-time winner at the Brickyard. Wait, is it the Brickyard? Yeah, well, the Brickyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. You're right on. You're right oh, on. you know what I was thinking? I was thinking about the, because remember, it used to be the Crown Royal was the sponsor of the race, but now it's uh, Big yes. Big Machine but. Vodka or something, right? For coming up. Okay, so Mr. Jimmy Johnson is a four-time winner. I'm just going to throw something out there. As they say, throw some S-H-I-T or some S-P-I-T to the wind and see which way it blows. I'm going to agree with my boy Renee, and I'm just going to go with Jimmy Johnson for the win just for the hell of it because it's a great feel-good story. And what the hell will the NASCAR playoffs be without Jimmy Johnson? Not that life won't go on, but yeah, I'm just hoping that he gets in. My alternative pick is actually going to be Ryan Newman. And again, maybe these are just fantasy picks, but I was there at the Brickyard when both of those guys won races. The fact that they're both struggling to get into the playoffs, why the hell not? So Jimmy Johnson is my pick. And actually, no, scratch that. I'm not giving Ryan Newman nothing. (laughs) I'm going with Daniel Suarez as my alternative pick. But actually, no, because I'm like, hmm. Because I, I got to take in consideration speed because we are at Indy. It could work there. I was going to say. To tell you the truth, with the package, it could actually work. Uh-huh. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I'll say this real quickly. I don't want to hold us up too much, but I think you'll get a, a definitely a different shot at something that's not necessarily normal. With yeah. um with this package that we have, you could mm-hmm. get a restart just like you did at the end of last year, and you might have people going through wide the back, and you never know who might actually win it. So it's not impossible. You go. never know. Well, I'm gonna stick with Jimmy, and I'm gonna go with Dan. No, sorry, hold up, back up, back up. I'm going with Clint Boyer as my alternative. Don't talk to me right now, Clint Boyer. I should go with Clint Boyer for the win. I need to put those positive vibes on him. Uh, Okay, Jimmy for the win. Clint Boyer is my alternative. And I am going out on a limb saying that Daniel will also make the playoffs. All right, we'll see. Those are our picks. What say you, fans of Alternates No Breaks, if you have uh, your winners and your alternative picks, send them in to our social media across the board at Turns No Breaks. Hit us up and please rate, review us, subscribe to our podcast. We really appreciate it and we always appreciate your support. Thank you very much for listening to Alters No Breaks. For Kenny, Tam, and myself, we'll see you next week on another episode of Alters No Breaks. See y'all in then. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 